All right. You are here for a treat. <laughs> I'm welcome to friends I'm no longer friends with the YouTube channel as well as the bonus episode. And today we have the fabulous Miranda Gonzalez here with us. And I've known Miranda for how God, I've known for you for over a decade at least, but probably even over two decades, maybe. And um just some very short intro of who who she is. Um, she's a writer, director, producer. And a consultant, she consults in many things that I didn't even know about, so check it out in the show notes. And she is also, very importantly, a producing artistic director for the Urban Theater Company. So that will also be in the show notes. Check them out and check her out. So today we're going to be talking about the topic of narcissism in friendships, how, how it figures in, how it shows up, maybe why it shows up. We're just going to play with that. So... Um, Anything, let's, let's sort of look at, look at what is the behavior of a narcissistic person or friend or what lets us know that maybe we're dealing with narcissism. Oh my gosh. I, I feel like I always look at narcissism as what I call as like the slow peel because you don't realize it's happening. Ah! Typically narcissists are super charming. Yes. And in the beginning, they yes. love bomb you in whatever way. So even if it's a friend, yes. right? Like the friend is going to lean in and they're going to show support and they're going to do all of these things until a conflict arises and then a conflict arises and they either stonewall you where they're like punish you in ways or emotionally punish you in ways that you didn't even know were harmful or hurtful. And then to top it off, they'll gaslight you. Like actually, that's, <laughs> you did that. I didn't do that. You did that. And they find outlets because they lack major accountability. So I, I was introduced to this term, honestly, like I've known the word narcissism my whole life. But when I started really delving into it was several years ago, because I did have a friend who was a narcissist and I was so confused. Mm. Like I was confused as to how they were using people around me to pit them against me in these weird manipulative ways. Mm. I was confused. I was like, I thought we had more respect for each other than that, even if we may not have agreed on whatever the case was, mm -hmm. but it was a slow peel. Mm. It was very slow. And, and looking back, I was like, oh my gosh, all of the verbiage, the language that was used, how it was used, mm. how I was praised mm. in ways that uh, when I reacted appropriately mm. and how I was chastised when I wasn't. Mm. Well, you got to admit they're very good communicators because they let you know what they like and what they don't like, you know, so they do know how to set boundaries. So a, 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 a thumbs up for that. Thumbs up for that to a narcissistic person. But I also think, do you think narcissistic people know that or have any awareness that they're doing this? I don't. I don't either. Yeah, I, I don't know what your experience has been with them, but they are so justified in their thoughts. Yeah. I end up convincing other people. Yes. And themselves. Well, and yeah, so my experience, I had one best friend who was, I feel, a narcissist. I really do. Um, uh, they're not here to defend themselves, but I'm not naming names, so no need to defend. But I would say the same thing. They were wicked charming, wicked charming. Um, 
the bell of the ball, like you invite them to a party and the action is happening there. They knew how to be the queen. And, you know, and I want, I mean, everyone can be the queen. Why not? But, but the queen of the room or whatever. And I remember I had this friend helping me move once and they just sat with their drink or stood with their drink, watching everyone work. And then like at the end of the move, I was like, this person didn't pick up one thing and I didn't even notice it. Like they were really good at looking like they were managing things and serving, but not doing anything that they didn't want to do. Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and part of me goes, well, good for you. I mean, good for you, but not someone who, and for me, can be a good friend. Like, Yes, I'm I'm totally with you on that too cuz it made me realize that I'm the perfect candidate for narcissistic relationships because I am not good at boundary work. That's it. That's and, same here. Yeah. Same I'm, here. I'm just not. So so I'm like, okay, I'm like so flexible. I'm like, all right. Mm-hmm. And as I've gotten older, I've had to learn to be like, no Miranda, this is now a boundary. Like this feels uncomfortable, so you have to say something. You have to voice that. Yeah. And um, my people pleasing self is like, no, this is not about pleasing people anymore now. This is about respecting yourself. Yes. And that was the transition I had to make. So like, I'm not putting everything out on the narcissistic relationship that I had at all. I'm like, I'm with you, Cheryl. I'm like, good for you. Boundary work. (laughs) Yay. Wish I was like that. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes. And maybe teachers in the world to teach us uh, boundary work because- I mean, okay, so from what I, I don't, I haven't done a deep dive into narcissism at all, but from what I understand from the, when I would talk to therapists about what is a narcissist and they said there is a deep insecurity at the center that there's just almost, almost, and I don't like impossible. I think it's so unfair to say impossible, but, but very, very challenging for a narcissistic person to take accountability because it's just too frightening for them. So I have compassion for that, but I, but I want to have more compassion for myself and saying, you can't take from me. You can't take from me and you can't get close to me. Um, so, but yeah, I, I just love that you're saying and that, that you're a perfect candidate. And so am I, I was trained by the best, parents to serve them i knew how to serve them so i'm perfect like I, any narcissist can spot me and go oh she'll be great yes. do a lot for me yes and now and she won't yeah. complain about it she like, won't complain about it and if she does i can make her feel like she's the shitty one <laughs> you know so so yeah so how no it's okay so Oh, we're also in a business. I'm in an industry where there are a lot of, I mean, okay. I think a lot of people, myself included, the reason why I think I went into this business, well, for one is I love story, like on a pure, pure, I don't know if it's pure, but a really heart-centered reason I love story. But then on top of it, as an actor, I I thought attention meant love. And so whoever's getting the most attention is like who's being loved the most in my, I think in my, in a certain part of my self opinion and narcissists know how to, how to get it, keep it and take it. 
<laughs> yeah, thank you. I mean, really, it's an art. I I have to say, I'm like, wow. Um, and and I and I heard you loud and clear too about like what the deep insecurity is with the research that I've done as well. They talk about how it is how narcissists are not born; they're made. Oh, I love that you're saying this. How are they made? Uh, and it's usually by uh, by uh, what do you call it? Accruing stressors slash trauma that have occurred as a young child. Wow. So typically, they have hypercritical parents. Mm. So no matter what they do, they do it poorly. Um. Um, uh, typically, and with that hypercritical, or they have uh, emotionally neglectful parents. So their, their feelings are never taken into account and mm. being a narcissist or developing those narcissistic tendencies or personality help uh, their survival mode because it protects their feelings. Okay. okay. And, ooh, ooh, that's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. It's, I did so much digging into this. And, and, and did you dig into it because of this relationship or I digged into it when the second time I noticed that I was attracting, uh, that I was in a relationship with somebody who was also, uh, uh, displaying tendencies like that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is now the second relationship in my life. Mm. Uh, you know, friendship, right. That is, that is displaying this. Right. What am I doing? Like, what's wrong with me that I keep falling into this little trap you know it's that whole thing once shame on you twice shame on me yeah so I was <laughs> what if what happens three times what is it what is three three times you're out <laughs> three times you're an emotional damage <laughs> you're on the floor <laughs> I've done it many times I've done it more than twice I've done it more than three times yeah. I mean I, I really have and I yeah but I you know I'm forgiving myself and and working on it and working on it and continue and but really i'm slow to bring someone in my life now because of that yeah me too because i'm learning about right like boundary work i'm like mm. oh no am i gonna give too much and this person's gonna take too much mm. is this a moment that i am looking to really please this person because i like them as a person that's it you no know, and i love people and i love connecting to people that's my favorite thing that's why i started in this industry actually yeah. it wasn't even the storytelling part it was the ability to have connections with another person mm -hmm. and it was always so heartbreaking for me to end a show when i was acting it's been over a decade a, a decade since i've acted i only act for my friends i literally say that um she, well i'll just do a little plug that miranda acted in a web series of mine and i'll put that in the show notes as well if you want to yeah, see because you're fabulous you are so fabulous i had and so much fun and you were my friend you were like we're gonna let's do this would you do it absolutely but i you know i won't do it for folks who are like come and audition i'm like no thank you um <laughs> you know my work bring me in bring me in <laughs> yes exactly yeah um so i i really recognize that in my need to connect with other people I don't like to lose them. Like, I don't like to lose their knowledge, their genius, their, like, I'm like, oh, but this person is so good in all of these ways. Yes. And at the same time, I just continue to forgive them for things that I'm like, I don't know why I, that felt like it wasn't right, but I don't know how to articulate that it wasn't right. Yeah. I'll just keep being their friend. <laughs> and then that's so that's really interesting. And I, I, I have an idea to go off on, but if you're, if you have more to say, please. So I, you're really touching in me it's a it's survival like i think i need people to like me because people are like oh you just want people to like you i'm like yeah you can be really you can 
it's not a shallow thing. It, for me, it is survival. It feels like if I disappoint or if someone leaves me, that there is going to be, that it's, it's, it's cost my life. Do you feel, do you feel that? I do. I have only cut out two friends in my life. Mm. The mm. rest, of, I'm still friends with my girlfriends from high school. Like I, and I have That's 12 of them. Wow. You know? wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and so I value relationships and the mm-hmm. ability to grow within them and to learn from each other and mm-hmm. to really just perpetuate love within that. And I look for, I look for people who are like that. Like I look, I like being in service. You talked about in service and I'm like, yes, I do. And I had to learn. It's the reason why I stopped acting because it no longer fulfilled me in the same way that producing, writing or directing fulfilled me, directing the most um, Mm. because I was able to be in service to a group of actors. Mm. I was able to really create a room with these group of actors that was community and an exchange of connection. And for me, that is transformative. And so I moved to doing that and I like that better. Um, And in that process, I had to heal myself. And that's Mm -hmm. when I recognized, oh, snap, I have to be careful because I am so open and ready to be in service to people. And I have to learn more about myself and understanding that I am loyal sometimes to a default. And Mm -hmm. at the same time, I can also cut off as quickly. Mm -hmm. Like those people that I cut out of my life, well, one of them knew what was coming. But the other one, I just, I just cut her off. Like mm. I just, I You're just out. Did and they come back and the, the, did they try to talk to you about it or? No, no. They talked about me through other people. Mm. And then when I was going to meet up with them, mm-hmm. um, cause I was like, okay, maybe I'm, I was too harsh. So I should, you know, re-engage. I know. That's yes. a, a thought bubble, a thought, a familiar thought bubble of mine. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'll re-engage. A friend of mine called me up and was like, do not meet this person because they're planning on standing you up to get <gasps> back at you for <sighs> cutting them off. Wow. And I was like, and that person was, uh, again, uh, parents were not only hypercritical, they were physically abusive and they were also um, emotionally neglectful. So I'm not surprised mm. that, you know, that yeah. now looking back and understanding narcissism, I'm like, oh, that's what was happening there. And you don't seek therapy. You don't, right. You don't, you don't do those things. So, and I also learned that avoidant, avoidant attachment can look similar to narcissism, but is not narcissism. Oh, unpack. I've never, I've I've not heard that term. What is avoidance? I think it's avoidance attachments. I might be saying it incorrectly. No, I love it. It's people who avoid conflicts Mm, and people who avoid uh, any in-depth feeling. So they're good at, at uh, mirroring like like vulnerability and and um, engagement, but really there is always a part of them that is avoiding the attachment. That's interesting. They're, oh my gosh, pulling away. Yeah, uh, and so I I learned that as well. I know mm. this, I'm trying to, I'm just trying to sit because I love people so darn much. Like I love them so much. I'm like, I want to avoid these kinds of people. <laughs> and mm. so how do I work on myself to right. not do it again? Right. Yeah. I love that. So just, so finishing up, um, last thoughts, things that are calling us. Um, 
trying to think about myself. Um, I, well, I love what you're talking about, about intimacy, because, because if you're attracted, ah, I have been attracted to people who do all the talking and I think it's because I want to stay hidden. You know, I, as long if I'm not seen, then I can't be judged. And if I'm not judged, then I'm safe. And so it's and really, you're more attractive. Oh, yes. I'm very sexy when you but but the truth is, yeah, yeah. But the truth is, is like, once you really start getting intimate with yourself and seeing how great you great you are, and I mean, and great meaning like even the shitty parts of ourselves or the parts that are kind of dirty or the parts that are kind of like, like, I don't know this. I, as I'm talking about this, I'm going, this verbiage is not enough for what I'm talking about. It's so intricate what the process that it takes it's not a simple thing it is not because i've had people talk I, I remember sitting with a group of gals one time in my 30s and they we all someone said well i love myself don't you and then everyone who had just been like s sort of putting themselves down were like yeah of course i love myself and i was like the only one in the group i said well i think i like myself but i don't love myself and they all kind of looked at me and then they went oh I want you to love yourself. And what you have to do is just look in the mirror every day and tell yourself you love yourself. And that's when I was like, I'm out of this group. <laughs> no, that's actually So I don't want to put a Band-Aid on this, but it's, but it's more of an invitation of there's so many things to dive into. Like, so let's talk about some, how, what are some ways we can dive into appreciating ourselves, accepting ourselves so that we don't allow someone in our lives who are just sucking us dry. Um, oh, I've been doing that work for the last year and a half with my life coach. You have and a life coach. I, I do have a life coach. I, I can't live without her. I love her so much. Um, I realized that I didn't understand or could not articulate my personal values. I just couldn't. And I never looked at it like that. And so I learned that's the first step is what are my personal values? So I'm clear on what my boundaries are. Mm. So mm. if reciprocity is one of my values, which reciprocity is, I have to be in reciprocal relationships where I'm feeling like what I'm giving, I'm also receiving from the person. Mm -hmm. And if there's a person who uh, violates that value or violates a strong word or who doesn't uphold that value with me, mm -hmm. then I can name that. Yeah. And I don't feel like this relationship is reciprocal. Mm -hmm. you know? Um, mm -hmm. And so it's time for me to move on. So there's signs that, that um, <clears throat> are there clear. So I can see those red flags because I was not seeing red flags. That's I was, just, I was just moving about the world. Like, Oh, they were just mad that day. That's okay. I mean, it felt hurt. Like I was kind of hurt, but like, not really, but I can have grace and, and, you know, have compassion because I was raised to have compassion. Yes. You know, I had to be the, you know, and that compassion I took too far. <laughs> well, for the other, not for you. Yes, right. yes. Same here. I'm really good at that. Yeah. Or I have been. I, I'm moving past that. But I, I love that. I do, yeah, I agree that if we are clear on our values, you can hold that and you can hold that in your heart while you're with people and you go, oh, oh, not, oh, I honor them, but no. We don't okay. have the same values. And it's the same with, you know, same with who you like, who do we let in? Who do we let in? Do they have the same values or no? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Exactly. And just clarity. Yeah, it was, I mean, it's, it's been a journey. It's been a journey and it took me to be in my forties, you know, to finally like, oh, I need to wake up in this because I, I do cherish relationships and I do want to grow old with people. And I don't mean yeah. just, just a significant other. I literally mean my friends. Like I, I want to grow old with my friends. Yeah, absolutely. I picture us laughing, you know, on our teeth falling out while we're laughing and, you know, just having a great time. Yeah. So those folks who are still around in my life when I'm in my seventies and eighties, I want to make sure that it is fruitful and that I die with a smile on my face, you know? I so. like that. I like that. Deep thoughts. I love that. Let's find, I, I think thinking about our final moments is also really powerful. Like yeah. who, who do you want around you when you die? Do you want someone who's like saying, uh, could you could you pass me that pineapple juice by your side? And you're like, I, I'm this is my last breath. breath yes, or they're, or they're like, you're breathing wrong. <laughs> I don't like I don't like the death rattle. Could you? Yeah, bring just, it down. Just, oh my god, yeah, I'm, I'm you're just doing me. this whole thing all wrong. You're I don't doing it wrong. It's a great thing. <laughs> oh, I know morbid humor, but I like it. Um, thank you so much, Miranda. This, I mean, just. When the conversation went to places I didn't expect it to go, and I love that. I love that. I'm so happy you asked me to do this. I'm so happy you said yes. So, may may we continue with um, connections that have reciprocity? Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. Please follow, rate, and review on iTunes, and share with a friend who may be going through a heartache over a friendship lost.